How's it going? Welcome to Dirty Real Estate Show, where we provide bite-sized, actionable tips and hacks, along with interviews of industry experts to help you elevate your land investment journey. My name is Eric Cole. I'm here with my co-host Mike Marshall. Let's go. Hello, welcome back to the Dirty Real Estate Show. This is episode six. Uh, the title of this episode is called How to Determine the Development Potential of a Property. That means how can you make more money? Um, there are a couple of different, there are about, I would say maybe nine to 10 steps uh, of this process. So uh, the first step is identify the jurisdiction. Mike, you want to explain a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah. You know, basically what it is, you got to know the jurisdiction that you're in. So you need to know if you're inside the city limits of a city or if you're in an unincorporated county. Um, You can't just know that I'm in, you know, Los Angeles County. You need to know that you're either in a city or outside a city because that determines who you talk to to get all the information that we're talking about here um, in this episode. So that's the really first critical step. Don't spend your time, you know, talking to the wrong person, basically. Right. Yeah. And, then, you know, when you call a county, you can just ask and it'll usually tell you, right? Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. I mean, you'll give them like an APN <laughs> or an address and they'll be able to tell you yeah. pretty quick. I mean, don't don't explain your whole situation and then tell them the APN. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Waste your, waste your time in theirs. Yeah. Give them the APN to start with, you know? Right. Absolutely. So, okay. That's cool. <laughs> so number two, determine the zoning. Yeah, I mean, everything that you can do on a property is pretty much predicated off of its zoning. So, you know, when you call them up, you're going to give them the APN, you're going to see if it's in the jurisdiction, and then you're going to say, well, what's the zoning of my property? You may already know it, but you want them to confirm it for you. Um, and so that's the next step, because again, everything else about what you can do and what you have is all based on the zoning. Yeah, make sure you check the zoning. Um, it's super important. That determines everything. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, number three, determine allowable land uses. So this gets like more nuanced at this point too. So every zoning ordinance or zoning code will have a list of allowable land uses. And so um, it may be in the form of something called a permitted use chart, which is a chart where like on the left-hand side, it'll be all the conceivable uses that could happen within a city you know, single family house, you know, um, I don't know, like an office building or um, auto sales or a church, like every possible use in a city will be down the left-hand side. And then across the top will be every one of the zones, A zone, R1, R2, C1, C2, et cetera, will be running across the top. And so it's like a matrix and that'll tell you whether or not you can actually do something that you're proposing inside that zone. Usually it'll say something like P for permitted by right, meaning that you can do it, or it might have an X next to it, meaning it's prohibited, you can't do it. And then there'll be uses in between that'll require some of the type of permitting process. The other way that it um, shows up in the zoning code is just in the form of a list where it'll just say, here are all the allowable uses in the R1 zone. Here are all the conditional uses within an R1 zone, et cetera. Yeah, so if you don't know what is R1, R2, these kind of things, these are just different zonings. Like usually R1, R2 stands for residential, right? Residential one, residential two. Uh, but we can go a little bit deeper into a future episode talking about these kind of specific land uses. Yeah. So, but this Absolutely. episode is really just kind of talking about the overall process of, um, 
you know, put development potential, right? Because the, the zoning does depend, uh, determine like, you know, what you can build on top and what you can build on top determine the value of the land. So, you know, it just kind of depends on what right. you're looking for and what your specialty in, right? Or specialize in. Um, okay. The next one is determine legal and physical access. So if you're a land investor, you guys know this one really, really well. You know, I think I would just say that physical access is really easy to determine just by looking at aerials, you know, um, getting boots on the ground. You can find if there's physical access. Legal access is a completely other issue, obviously. You know, if your lot fronts onto a publicly maintained roadway, then legal access is grant, you know, is given. But if you're further back and it looks like you might be landlocked and even though you have a road there, you can't assume that there's an easement in place. Yeah. And now uh, do you look at more, um, cause I see some of like, you know, when you look at the parcel map, right. You know, when it's already kind of created the map, even though there's no physical access, as long as you can see it on a parcel map, is it safe to say that usually it's, it's, there's an easement built in? Yeah. If you could, yeah. If you could see the, uh, like it showing up on the parcel map and even if you can't see it on the ground, then that's usually an indicator that you'll have at least an easement in place, but still double check though, you know, with the County. Yeah. Okay, yep. cool. Run cool. a preliminary title report and see if there's easements recorded against the property like that. Yeah. And make sure it's on a cliff. I did that one time. <laughs> <laughs> Big Bear has a lot of those, though. Be careful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so determine any physical constraints. Like hillside. Hey, this yeah, is exactly like- what I just said. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hillside's a <laughs> hillside's a great example. You know, is there some sort of physical constraint? Is there like some sort of waterway? You know, that's not really an attribute. Is there, um, I don't know, like some big boulder that's sitting yeah. in the middle of the property that would prevent you from actually, you know, building? So just look at if there's any physical constraint to developing the site that's apparent. Yeah, true story. I bought a cliff when I first started. I thought it was flat because I was looking at a bird's eye view. I didn't think to look into it like from the ground or the 3d view so i thought it was flat and came to find it was a cliff i have no use of it <laughs> okay it's the rock climber you gotta find the rock yeah climber. i got I, I guess so i got i got getting to one of those like rock climbing facebook group and you know <laughs> <laughs> um all right so the next one is determine if there are any hazard zones FEMA, fire zone, earthquake zone, that type of stuff. Yeah, exactly. So different areas are going to have like different hazards that are associated with it. You know, so where I live in in LA County, there's really not any wetlands to be concerned about, but we have fire zones. You know, I have fires, you know, up in my backyard every other year, essentially, you know, and so fire zones are a big deal out here. If you're in Florida, then, you know, obviously wetlands are a big issue. But, you know, understand that every, you know, area has their own hazard zones that are associated to it. So you want to understand if there are any that are impacting this property and then more importantly, how they're impacting it. Okay. All right. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, Let's see. What else? Oh, the next one is review development standards. The The minimum lot size, lot frontage, maximum building height, et cetera. Right. So especially if you're looking at building on the property, you need to know this stuff. I mean, um, development standards are just like what you're saying. You know, what are the setbacks, you know, the distance from the structure to a property line? You know, what's the maximum building height? You know, what's um, what are the minimum lot sizes? You know, these are all things that are called development standards and they all show up in the zoning code. 
And you want to be able to know that, especially if you're trying to develop out a site, even if it's just for one single family house, it's imperative to know that you can have a full acre, but if it's only like 30 feet wide, you know, it's going to be really tough to get anything on there, you know? Yeah. So you just need to know what those development standards are. And then what else? Determine if there's a need for some um, deviation from what's allowed. Variance, zone change, et cetera. Right. So that's kind of an interesting one too. So I've dealt with like lots that are as like narrow as 25 feet. And in those situations, you know, if you have a five foot setback on either side, you know, now you're down to like 15 foot wide house, you know, they have these things called shotgun houses or something like that too. They're kind of like that, but really narrow. But the reality is, is that that makes it really difficult. And so you may need to get what's called an adjustment in some cases or a variance Um, And so that's a deviation from the standard. And so you're asking said and saying, well, instead of like five foot, can I have four feet or three feet or two feet? You may need to get that kind of um, variance from a standard to be able to accomplish what your goal actually is. Mm -hmm. Okay. And the last step is determine the financial feasibility based on due diligence. Yeah. I mean, in, in that scenario, I would just start and say, you know, really all of this stuff that we're talking about with like due diligence, it's really predicated off the concept that you've identified demand for the product that you're creating. So again, if it's a single family house or a self storage facility or um, an RV storage facility or whatever it happens to be, you need to be able to make sure that it's all based on a de- identified and demonstrated demand. And then once you kind of have that identified, then you start running through the financials to make sure that it's actually feasible for you to do that. You may be able to develop a property from a regulation standpoint, but in order to do it, it may just be too expensive and it's just not feasible. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's super important to, to kind of get to know that. These are the pretty much the multi-step process of development potential. I mean, everything that we just kind of talk about, you know, you can go super deep into each each step and there's a lot of things i mean we're not going to really talk go that deep this episode but like i said you know we're probably going to try go deeper in the future episode and and just kind of really talk about specific things because there are things you can do to add more value right like you know to to um to your property and there's all kinds of ways you can do uh, all kinds of things you can do to to do that and, but you need to understand the zoning. You need to understand, you know, what is allowed on the lot, you know, in order for you to kind of come up with a creative ways to do the value add. Right. I mean, what I always tell people is that the due diligence is really about answering three questions. And those are, what do you have? What can you get? And then how do you get it? Right. Those are what you're trying to kind of answer. And also dep- depending on how, what's your budget too, right? <laughs> Right, exactly. <laughs> There's that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I think um, I think I'm gonna wrap this episode up. Um, I think this is a pretty good one. Um, you know, it kind of touch on all the diff- different um, steps and you know of the development potential process. And um, yeah, do you have anything else, Mike? Before we sign off? No, that's it. All right. So. Um, this is this is pretty much it for this episode. So thank you very much for listening. Um, signing off. Take care, guys. Mm-hmm.
I hope you enjoyed this episode.、Um, there's a lot of value in this, and I hope you can take these actionable items and apply it to your real estate land investment business.、Uh, if you feel like we brought some value to you, please leave us a five star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. This will allow the algorithm to kind of push a, a podcast up higher and get more reach, so that we can help more people and also share with your friends. You know, your investor friends or whoever are kind of in that investing space.、Uh, until next time, have a good one.